Hello, children. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the No Disclosure Podcast. All right. It's been a week already. Damn it. Hell yeah. Damn yeah. Hey, everybody. It's nice to be back. I'm telling you, it's really nice to be back. Thank you for tuning in again. This is going to be the last episode that you hear uh, before Christmas. So I want to wish everybody a Merry, Merry Christmas. And I hope you have a good time with your families. I hope uh, everything goes awesome for you. You get everything that you wanted for Crimeth. And uh, yeah, I just hope it goes well for you. Merry Christmas to you all. Happy birthday, JC. Merry Christmas to everybody. That's awesome. So yeah, this is going to be the one that you hear before Christmas. I had to record this a few days in advance. I'm actually recording this on the 20th right now just to be able to get it out. So anyway, guys. Welcome to the No Disclosure Podcast, huh? This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, No Disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into a do what we do best and have a little fun. Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So we got to make this episode of No Disclosure super fancy, super awesome, because this is like my, uh, you know, Christmas No Disclosure, right? This is the Christmas present to you, okay? (laughs) This is all I got. But you guys have been very good this year. So I'm going to make this the best episode I can. So let's get into it. This is from UPI. Ohio police are searching for, searching, searching, are a searching. Ohio police are a searching, birchin'. Can't fucking talk. Ohio police are searching for a stolen 58-foot bridge. How do you steal a bridge? (laughs) December 17th. Okay. Police in Ohio said they're on the hunt for an unusual piece of stolen property. I'll say an entire 58-foot long pedestrian bridge. Holy shit. (laughs) What are you going to do with a bridge? The Akron Police Department said the bridge formerly served as a pedestrian walkway along the Little Cuyahoga River and Middlebury Run Park, but was moved to an open field uh, as part of a wetlands restoration project. Police say the city had planned to repurpose the bridge in a new location, but they recently discovered uh, the $40,000 bridge had been stolen from its temporary home. Well, it's not like there's a black market for fucking bridges. Well, what are you guys going to do with it? <laughs> I mean, of all the things to steal. You have the resources and the crew to make off with a bridge. Yeah, just because you have the resources and the crew to make off with a bridge doesn't mean you go steal a fucking bridge. Obviously, you guys, you know, have some resources. Why don't you hit a bank or something? Investigators say they believe the bridge was disassembled and taken from the field piece by motherfucking piece. The bridge is almost all polymer, I'm told, and really just uh, connected by some bolts. So if you have any equipment, sockets, or anything of that nature, it wouldn't have been very difficult at all to start the process of disassembling it. <laughs> Akron Police Lieutenant Mike Miller told CTV. Police said the bridge has very little recycling value, so they suspect it was taken by someone who intends to use the motherfucker. Well, duh. Like I said, there's no black market for bridges these days. 
It could be used for a variety of different things, including as simple as landscaping, or they could use it for some other engineering project or some other large-scale thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> a whole fucking bridge. That's amazing. Well, that's that's definitely a heist. I mean, I just don't understand that. If you have the resources to make off with a bridge, doesn't mean you need to go steal a bridge, right? I mean, take something that's going to be fucking usable, I guess. <laughs> Somebody really needed to finish their landscaping. <laughs> They wanted a two-level effect with their shrubbery, you know, one with a little kind of path going around in the middle. And they can't do it unless they have a bridge. Like, I don't feel like building one. Other guy pops up, says, I know where to get one. <laughs> All you need is a socket set, apparently. This is from AP News. Another one. Okay, another one has been sold. Up and up they pay. $2.6 million winning bid for Action Comics number one. Or Superman number one, I should say. <coughs> okay, they always fuck this up. Is it Action Comics number one? It is, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe this is actual Superman one. They always confuse it, so we'll find out. New York. A rare copy of a Superman number one comic book. I guess it is Superman number one. That sold on newsstands for a dime in 1939 was purchased for $2.6 million in an auction. Wow. The comic showing Superman leaping over tall buildings on the cover was sold yeah, to Superman number one Thursday night to a buyer who wishes to maintain a secret identity. According to ComicConnect.com, an online auction consignment company, the seller, Mark Michelson, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, bought the comic in 1979 from its original, original owner and kept it in a temperature-controlled safe. Michelson, now semi-retired and living in Houston, paid his way through college by buying and selling comic books. Uh, the character created by writer Jerry Sigel and Joe Schuster, pioneer of the superhero genre, pioneers, I should say, and largely uncredited for most of their work. Yeah, DC, you hear me? And comics featuring the Man of Steel have netted super prices recently. Comic Connect announced in April that a copy of Action Comics number one, the comic that introduced the Superman in 1938, sold for $3.25 million. Holy piss! See, everybody asks me, like, what would you do if you had a time machine, right? What would you do if you could go back in time? That's exactly what I would do. I would buy a shitload of copies of Action Comics, number one. I would hermetically seal them underground, right? Go back to my time, dig them up, and sell the fuckers. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I wouldn't memorize lottery numbers. I wouldn't do anything like that. I would just go back to 1939, buy Action Comics number one, bury the sons of bitches in like an airtight container, come back to the present, and I will never have problems with, you know, paying for hoes again. And I could buy a boat. <laughs> you look at the comic books and you go, superheroes everywhere, right? You go back in the 30s, there was no such thing. Right? I mean, that, that that's why this is so monumental. Superman was literally the first superhero, you know, as we think of it today. You know, what really makes the copy sold this week notable is that it's very difficult to find high-quality copies of comics that fucking old. So cool. Good for you, Mr. Face. That's awesome. I want a time machine. <laughs> right? Handful of dimes. Go back to 1939. Come back here. You're a gozillionaire, boy. This is also from AP News. A van full of Christmas toys has been stolen in New Mexico. Well, there's a special place in hell for you, dude. Time is of the essence for the Salvation Army in New Mexico now that the Grinch has thrown a wrench into the group's holiday toy program. 
not the literal Grinch, but a guy who's probably worse than the Grinch. Because the Grinch brought all the shit back. Did he not? This guy isn't. A van loaded with six grand worth of toys said to be passed out to hundreds of children was stolen this week from a store parking lot in Farmington. Damn, dude. You have no conscience, do you? That's fucked up. That's that's really fucked up. Pretty grinchy. I, 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 the, the police are saying that's a grinchy thing to do. I don't think so at all. The Grinch brought the shit back. You know what I mean? He had a change of heart. Even he didn't have the fucking cojones to do that. Brown said a detective conducted interviews following Thursday's theft and the investigation is ongoing. Farmington police reached out via Facebook for the public's help in finding the white minivan. Shock, disbelief, just how somebody could do that, especially in a marked vehicle taking gifts for children. Yeah, that's what I said. Meant for more than 350 kids. The toys are meant to be distributed on December 20th. Now, the hope is to replace the stolen toys before Monday. Rockwell said the community has already responded in a big way. I am sure that they will respond in a huge way. Everything's going to be just fine. But uh, toy stealer guy, oh my God. I hope you choke on your fucking breakfast. What a dick. I can't believe that. This karma's going to come back on you, boy. You know that, right? Oh my God. Also from AP. God, AP, you guys are on a roll today. This doesn't happen. I'm very proud of you. Very proud. Wilmington, Delaware. A highway sign that recently went up in Delaware was noticeably missing a letter in the state's name. Yes, a highway sign spelled the name of its own state incorrectly. (laughs) I love stuff like this because all the uh, technological advancements that we have, everybody walking around with a supercomputer in their pockets and shit, you know what I mean? Everything that we humans could do is amazing, but we're still human. (laughs) We still fuck up shit. I love it. A highway sign, it just, it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's a very um, humanizing reminder. The new Wilmington exit sign on Interstate 95 should have said Delaware Avenue, but was misste- misspelled as Delaware. <laughs> Delaware's transportation department and its contractor, it infrastructure company, say the sign was always meant to be temporary and has been replaced. Okay, that, that good cover up there. Oh yeah, it was always... Always meant to be temporary. <laughs> it's not a big deal. We were going to replace it anyway. <laughs> My ass. Good cover up, though. You just don't want to admit that, you know, people on the highway committee, whoever builds those is a fucking moron. You can't spell Delaware. Exit 7 was previously closed for construction. A subcontractor hurriedly made a placeholder sign. Oh, it was a subcontractor. It was his ass. Okay. After learning the permanent one might not arrive in time for when northbound exit was scheduled to reopen. I know you were in a rush, okay? But that's no excuse to not know how to spell Delaware. <laughs> Especially if that's the state that you're obviously from. Donnie Arendt, a Q-wet area manager, told the newspaper that the blunder was discovered after the sign was installed. It's not clear how long the error was up before it was covered Wednesday. Permanent marker, <laughs> permanent marker was delivered earlier this week. So the one with the missing A was switched out. That's great. I, I just, I, I don't know why I picked that article. I just love it when humans are humans, despite all of our advances, all the amazing things we could do. Some jackass misspells Delaware. <laughs> I love it. And uh, some more kind of somber news here. Also from AP. Damn, you guys. Man, you're going on my good boy list. Man who, this is a more somber you know article, as I said. Pretty fucked up. Man who put razor blades in pizza dough 
has been sentenced to prison. Yeah, and I'm looking at his mugshot right now. Uh, wacky eyes McCrazy face is accused of putting razor blades and screws in pizza dough at supermarkets in Maine and New Hampshire. Yeah, was sentenced Thursday to four years and nine months in a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison. The sentencing of Nicholas Mitchell, 39, of Dover, New Hampshire, followed an agreement with prosecutors in which he pleaded guilty in June to one of two counts of tampering with a consumer product. He also best must pay uh, nearly $230,000 in restitution uh, to Hannaford Supermarkets. Uh, this, <laughs> this guy doesn't look like he brought all of his sandwiches to the picnic, if you know what I mean. The hearing proceeded... <laughs> Even, okay, and it's not a mental thing. Like, when I see these mugshots and you know these people have done some fucked up shit, it's not that uh, it creates something mental when knowing what they've done. If I saw this guy just walking through a crowd, you know, I'm going to be like, uh, his his fingers smell like duty. I guarantee it. This guy goes home and plays with LJN action figures all night in his grandma's underwear. Like, I, it, it, I don't need to know what he did. <laughs> this, guy, this guy looks like fucking lunatic the hearing proceeded even though mitchell was recovering from a recent bout of covid19 contracted in jail although no one was injured the crime was dangerous no shit and spread fear into the community mitchell tearfully apologized for his actions is there an apology for that he said he did it to get back at the pizza dough company that fired him not to hurt anybody you dumbass if you wanted to get back at the pizza dough company that fired you do something, you know, um, aimed at the pizza dough company, not at the people who are buying the pizza dough. What a lame-ass apology. That's th that's not why you did it. You got caught, you know, uh, you got caught. It's plain and simple, and uh, you, that's a half-assed apology. I'm glad that they're throwing the book at you, Mr. Crazy Face. Surveillance video from last year showed him handling pizza dough and loitering around a refrigerated case before exiting the store without buying shit. Mitchell was arrested in October of 2020 after razor blades were found in dough sold at a Hannaford store in Sacco, Maine. Sacco? <laughs> Three customers had bought tainted products in Sacco discovered the blades hidden inside, prosecutors said. Oh boy, I'm glad it didn't injure anybody. Product tampering also uh, occurred at Hannaford stores in Sanford, Maine, Dover, New Hampshire, blah, blah, all over the fucking place. He was a former employee of It'll Be Pizza. Scarborough Main Company makes several brands of dough, including the Portland Pie Company dough that was allegedly tampered with. Tried to get back at the dough company, my ass. You could have, like, straight up killed people, you idiot. Court documents indicated Mitchell's life spiraled out of control. There's no fucking excuse. When his girlfriend, who's obviously really fucking smart leaving his ass, self-employed hairstylist was out of work and Mitchell was arrested following a domestic disturbance, leaving him homeless and living in his car. Well, I wonder what he did. What was he putting? Razor blades in her fucking cereal? He was later fired from his job at It'll Be Pizza. Sorry, life spiraled out of control has no reason to potentially kill people. This sounds like you're a fucking loser. Under the agreement, Mitchell agreed not to appeal a sentence that is no greater than four years and nine months, according to court documents. Maximum penalty for product tampering is 10 years in prison. Good. Lock his ass up, throw away the key. Sounds like a fucking fruitcake. Uh, let's see. Skibbity bop bow, skibbity bay. This is from IFL Science. I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. <clears throat> Let me nerd out here for a little bit. Because <laughs> I found a, a couple articles from IFL Science. And we need to have more stuff like that, where I just kind of fucking geek out. I love this kind of stuff. Listen to this. This this freaks me out. 
Tardigrade, which I don't believe are from fucking Earth at all. These things are just, it's like they don't even belong here. Tardigrade might be the first animal to be quantum entangled and survive and live. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, let me enlighten thee. It's a long way from beam me up, Scotty, and not quite Schrodinger's tardigrade, but for the first time, <laughs> a living animal has been claimed to be quantum entangled and lived. Once thought of as confined to the world of subatomic particles. Now listen to this. Listen. Learn. Quantum entanglement has slowly been applied to more and more complex thingies, now possibly including a multicellular life form for the first time. However, some physicists dispute what occurred was real entanglement. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> Quantum entanglement, if you don't know, is a process so mind-bendingly weird, Einstein famously refused to accept it. Did, did, couldn't believe it couldn't possibly be true. Entangled particle states are bound to each other so that even at a distance, unfathomable distance, a change to one spin, momentum, or polarization causes an instant change to another one. Spooky. Now, science fiction writers who have loved to play with creating universes where the rules of quantum behavior can be applied on a human scale, allowing phenomena such as matter transporters, this is shit we're actually working on. Now, tardigrades, also known as water bears and moss pigs, or what I refer to as fucking aliens, I can't believe that they're from here. These things are amazing. Are microscopic creatures uniquely suited to such research? No shit. They're suited for fucking everything. You can put one in meatloaf's butt, they'll survive. Not only are they smaller than some bacteria, but they could suspend their living functions, allowing them to be boiled, frozen, exposed to the vacuum of fucking space, or unimaginable amounts of pressure, and walk out of it just fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need some a drink. See? Because I'm, I'm still a little coffee. Mm. Ah. To be as annoying as possible. Ugh. I'm not going to cut there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what's weird about the tardigrades? Um, they collected from a roof gutter in Denmark and they were frozen. This caused the tardigrades to enter a dissected state called a ton, where they turn off all, basically all their living functions and shrink to a third of their length. Okay? These things could live at absolute fucking zero. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Now... I'm not going to go into like super confusing things here, but okay, let's get into the layman's version of this. I can't see shit. Um, but I'm trying to say it so the readers can understand the shit. Ugh. I'm not okay. It's all go anyway. So <laughs> they retire. What is this? Okay. Okay, anyway, so what they basically did, I was trying to read it really fucking quick, and it was all, you know, just science jargon shit. They managed to revive two tardigrades over a very long distance by just reviving one of them. Does that make sense? Okay. They revived one frozen tardigrade um, and quantum entangled it somehow and revived two of them over a huge distance. Creepy shit. But I know this, you know, there's not even no disclosure weird. A lot of you are probably just completely scratching your heads right now. Because the article turned out to be a little bit of a dud, I'll be honest. <laughs> but if it contains the word tardigrade, I will fucking read it. I swear these things are not from Earth. They are amazing. It's incredible. Anything about tardigrades, I'll fucking read it. This is also from IFL Science. Give me a good one. NASA is about to open a 50-year-old sealed, sealed lunar sample from Apollo 11. One that they didn't fucking lose? <laughs> you guys heard about that, right? 
a huge percentage of our uh, collected moon rocks that we gave out to foreign countries and dignitaries have been lost. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of the original tapes hmm, that NASA had, you know, from the moon landing and stuff were just taped over. Yeah, just taped over with other shit. That's not suspicious, is it? But anyway, <laughs> I'm not one of those guys that believes we didn't go to the moon. I believe we truly did in 1969. However, listen to my theory here. We're going to completely ignore this fucking article. I mean, it's cool that they're opening a 50-year-old sealed lunar sample from Apollo 17. But I got something more interesting I got to say, kids. Okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Something way more interesting. Now, listen, I do believe that we went to the moon in 1969 for two reasons. Number one, we have the fucking black box recordings. Okay? And that is way weirder. <laughs> what they said on those black box recordings, this has been declassified. Read them is way weirder than anything any conspiracy theorist could have possibly come up with. Read the black box recordings. It will change your shit. Number one. <coughs> Excuse me. Number two. My web browser just crashed. Okay, number two. <laughs> number two, the reason why I think we went there. Do I believe that the footage is faked? Oh, you bet your ass. I do believe the footage is faked. I, I do believe that the photographs are faked. Listen to this. So we're trying to show how much bigger testicles we have than Russia, right? Uh, oh, that was a good one. We have to have footage to come back with. We absolutely have to. Failure, as far as the footage goes, is not an option. Uh, not an option. We have to have it. So, I think that they had this footage recorded somewhere else, just as kind of an off chance in case something happened, you know, what have you. I really do believe this, that they filmed, you know, alternate footage somewhere, took alternate photographs. Because failing with those images was not an option. I think it was too low a quality. Something happened with the images and what we got beamed back in everybody's living room in 1969 is uh, what they taped, possibly in the Nevada desert. I don't think that that shit that we actually watched is the real deal. I really don't. Uh, do I think we really went? Yes, yes, yes. But the footage? Bullshit. Anyway, personal opinion. <laughs> I only went on a rant there. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, think about it. It makes sense, doesn't it? You have to go, if you absolutely have to have that footage, and you're going on a mission where a billion things can go wrong and only go right one way, then you, you know, you've got to do something about it. You have to film that fucking you know, footage somewhere else. It makes sense. Only I, you know, I would do it. And then if something goes fucky with the cameras, it goes wrong or whatever. So Russia goes, you didn't go to the moon. You are a fucking liar. You know, so, you, you know, we actually could say, nope, bigger weenie right here. See, we went. <laughs> but the footage looks so little. I don't care. See, footage win. You know, that's what, basically what we did. <clears throat> and then people want to, you know, analyze the high quality footage. Oh, we taped over it. Yeah, we weren't doing all our stuff and we forgot to label tape of the most momentous scientific achievement that humans have ever fucking done. Yeah, someone tape, tape something else over it. So anyway, from IFL Science again. You guys are just doing really good with the weird news, man. Wow. <clears throat> I'm impressed. Monkey... What? <laughs> um, monkeys have uh, apparently declared war on dogs. Monkeys massacre 200 puppies out of revenge after dogs allegedly kill an infant monkey. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god they went all planet of the apes on the dogs didn't they 
Wow, that's amazing. Over 200 puppies have been massacred in the Indian village of Lavul in alleged revenge kill revenge killings. Legit. After the dog supposedly killed an infant monkey previously. Wow. So that's what I'm telling you, man. Don't fuck around with these monkeys. Yeah, it's because they are. I mean, have you seen the, what the, these monkeys are fucking doing lately? Especially the greater apes? I swear, man, apes have entered the Stone Age. They're doing some really crazy shit that we've never observed them doing before. Using fucking tools. And not just observing humans either. Straight up using and building fucking tools lately. Apes have entered the Stone Age, man. I, I swear they have. Two, and look at this shit. Stuff like this. Two simians were found within the village to be capturing the puppies and taking them to high places where they would either starve or fall to their deaths. And the monkeys were doing this on purpose. Yeah, a revenge killing in retaliation for the death of one of their infants. Isn't that crazy? They've declared war. Locals have stated that there has been no such death in the last few months, blah, blah, blah. A reported number of puppies dead has also been disputed. But it's been suggested that it's over 200. Yeah, that's crazy. The monkeys were certainly acting out of character, with even people being injured while running from them. <laughs> Man, my throat is fucked. Ugh, I'm just getting I'm getting over being sick. I had a hell of a flu, guys. Bad one. Now, monkeys don't generally don't attack human beings. But if you know, if during this kind of revenge plot that they had going on, they've been straightening up telling humans, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I got stuff to take care of. This is war here. They don't, yeah, the, the, these monkeys usually don't injure people, but if in they're in the, uh, apparently, if they're in the uh, the process of taking said puppy and doing whatever they need to do with it, they've been straight up telling humans to piss off. That's amazing. <clears throat> oh my God. We can't know their intent, you know, because we can't ask them what they were planning to do or why they did it. But in studies of primates in captivity, especially lately, in social groups and zoos, what we've seen that when an individual is attacked in some way, the likelihood of all of them attacking someone to the related to the you know aggressor is much higher. And this is completely different. Monkeys will declare straight up fucking war on your ass. That that just freaks me out. The uh, yeah, seriously, monkeys doing shit lately that they've been doing is just fascinating to me. We've never observed this kind of behavior. Crazy. I need something to drink. I got my, uh, I got lemonade this time. Yeah, not doing the coffee, not doing the lemon juice. It's in the middle ground. You know, it's in the middle ground. Middle ground. It's a good fucking, see if lemonade works. It's not working worth the piss, if you want me to be honest. Mmm. Ugh, yummy. I wonder if we're the only podcast that, like, loudly slurps drinks. During the show, you know what I mean? This is also from IFL Science. A new U.S. bill could lead to reverse engineering of UFO technology. Oh, yeah, you heard that right. U.S. Congress is set to pass a law to set up a new office designed to rapidly respond to UFO sightings, recover material from crash sites. Okay, that's odd to me. Pass a law to set up a new office designed to rapidly respond to UFO sightings, recover material from crash sites. So they acknowledge... That crashes are a thing? Is that what they're saying? That's because by referring to it, they're saying it's a thing, right? And potentially aid the reverse engineering of advanced technology, according to military.com. The bill 
Uh, part of the annual defense authorization bill released this week aims to establish a new office to respond to sightings of what the military calls unidentified aerial phenomenon. I don't know why you changed your fucking acronym. We know what it is. As it stands, UFO reports in the U.S. are dealt with by a muddled array of departments and government agencies, blah, 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 blah. How it's always been. Now, what about all the people that you've discredited, um, erased, ruined the fucking lives of? When is Bob Lazar going to get all of his school records back? Yeah, that's a question. <clears throat> Protecting national security interests means knowing who and what we're flying in U.S. airspace. I can't believe the government is saying shit like this now. It's crazy. But you got to think, too, there's some kind of angle here. Because it doesn't take a fucking genius to realize that they've been doing this for decades. They're just now saying it, right? <clears throat> what gets me is, if they're saying this publicly, what are they diverting attention away from? Doesn't that make you wonder? If they're saying this, what are they trying to distract us from over here? So if they're saying that this is a thing, so UFO sightings have re-entered the public imagination in recent years. Number of high-profile sightings that got enough media attention, they were confirmed by the Pentagon. One of the most famous recent sightings was captured, you know, the Tic Tac uh, video. Right? 60,000 feet in the air, down to 50 feet in seconds. That's impossible. Not with our technology. We can't do that. They have to acknowledge it. And this year alone saw the U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a report on UFO sightings. The report was inconclusive, contending that there was no evidence to confirm or deny that any sightings were extraterrestrial life, but they still did it publicly. So what I'm wondering, out of all this bullshit that you guys have been saying, and I still believe that it's bullshit, you guys have to have some kind of angle here. Guaranteed. You're the U.S. government. There's some kind of an angle here with you disclosing UFOs, right? What about all the people you've destroyed? What about all the people you've discredited? What about Bob Lazar's school records? Huh? When are you going to come out and fucking fix that? You're not going to, are you? <clears throat> Seriously, it's messed up. What about Milton William Cooper, huh? Who was executed on his front porch by the police saying that they had a gun, but he was grabbing a cell phone. He just happens to write a book about all the shit that you are hiding from the American people. Yeah? Executed on his front porch for grabbing a cell phone. And that's not the only example. You guys have straight up erased people for trying to disclose this information. What I wonder is what your, what your angle is. Right? What, what you're trying to distract from. Because I know you're just not willy-nilly freely giving out this information. <laughs> you're not. It's freaky. There's some kind of angle here. That just that bugs me. That In this day and age, I never thought that I would be alive to see the U.S. government acknowledge something like reverse engineering, <clears throat> you know, UFO crashes, even acknowledging that that's a phenomenon. Right? If they write it in the report, that means that they're saying that this is a thing. When are they going to acknowledge Roswell? When are they going to acknowledge the Aurora, Texas incident? Yeah? Bob Lazar. <clears throat> the aforementioned late William Cooper. Crazy. Crazy. I just never thought I'd see that from our government, but I still don't believe it. <laughs> There's some kind of angle. I'm telling you. It's from VT. A man wears a thong as a mask. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, I've uh, worn a woman's thong as a mask a few times myself. But not for this reason. <laughs> in, in protest against airline and compares himself to Rosa Parks. No, sir. 
you are nothing like Rosa Parks, okay? Rosa Parks was a uh, Rosa Parks was a badass. You're some freaking dick who, uh, you know, <laughs> didn't have enough foresight to pick up a mask on his way on the airplane and puts a women's thong on your face. So he had that with you and not a mask? I have questions. Okay. A man says he was banned from a U.S. Airlines flight, United Airlines flight, after he wore a red thong in lieu of a face mask while boarding a flight in protest of rules requiring face coverings. <laughs> Rosa Parks was dealing with racism, was dealing with an entire race of people who were treated like shit and basically fucking lynched in public on a daily basis for no fucking reason. How dare you compare yourself to Rosa Parks? You're not being treated unfairly. You're asked to wear a mask, you dildo. Oh, come on. It's no huge inconvenience. I know very well. I'm no scientist. <laughs> Neither are you. <laughs> but I know that masks do very little to curb. Yeah, it's not a magic COVID cure. But, you know, it offers that little election. It's a, it's a public Band-Aid. That's all it is, right? It's a Band-Aid. Makes the public feel better. Fuck it. I'll wear one. You know what I mean? Don't put up a stink that you have to wear one on an airplane. You're not Rosa Parks, dude. Adam Jin from Cape Coral, Florida. I can't believe he made that comparison. Said in an interview with NBC2 that decision to wear a thong on his face on Wednesday morning. <laughs> like I said, you know, I've, I've had a thong on my face once before, but not for this reason. I keep my face mask on me. <laughs> I think the best way to il illustrate the absurdity is with absurdity, he said. <laughs> and you actually expected to get on the plane? Everything else that has sparked change in this country has started from everyday people. Rosa Parks wasn't famous. She changed the course of history. Yeah, because she was dealing with an actual problem that needed a solution. You just didn't want to put on your fucking mask. You just wanted to be a fucking baby, right? <laughs> and fight the system over something that... You just, what's your reasoning, huh? That it does nothing to curb COVID? Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a shit? And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I know it's not a magic COVID cure. And it does very little to, you know, uh, protect or whatever. But goddamn, it's just a fucking mask, man. You guys need to grow up. Put on your fucking mask, right? <laughs> Especially if you're on an airplane. Get over your fucking self and put on your damn mask. It's not a big deal. They're not asking you to saw a fucking finger off. Every single flight has been met with different reactions from the flight crew, some with wild appreciation, others confrontational. Over a fucking face mask, you guys need to grow up and realize what the hell you're arguing about. Stupid. It's all nonsense. COVID doesn't know that we're at cruising altitude. It's stupid, he says. The whole thing is theater, said Jen. Okay, you know, despite the ideological differences, some people may agree with you, and that's fine. You know, it's your opinion. I respect that. Whoa! Oh, my God. Yeah, Billy just said that. Wow. A guy has a differing opinion, and I said, I respect that. That's cool. Holy shit. I'm some kind of fucking pioneer, aren't I? Well, that's your opinion, okay? And I respect that. You want to wear a mask, you don't want to wear a mask, whatever. You aren't an airplane dick. And don't can and if you don't want to wear a mask and get all kicked off the plane, fine. You know, cool. Go fight your good fight or whatever. But don't compare yourself to Rosa Parks. Jesus, man, people are stupid. 
Back in the news, my favorite psychopath, Demi Lovato, sings to ghosts who doesn't like men due to trauma. Yeah, singing to ghosts again. Footage of the moment is taken from a new docuseries, Unidentified with Demi Lovato, sees the singer belt out her hit song, Skyscraper, for which she apparently received a standing ovation from the ghost. Oh, she can see ghosts now. This woman needs to be locked the fuck up. Demi Lovato, I swear, she has problems. You have lost your fucking mind. You seriously. I can't believe that she's running around free. What a fucking fruitcake. So Demi Lovato has been in the news for a lot of stuff lately. Uh, so Captain Pronoun said the paranormal investigator Chris Smith visited uh, Vulture City, an old ghost town in Arizona. She brings viewers on a road trip. I don't know what qualifies her to be some kind of ghost hunter or alien hunter, whatever. Demi Lovato is an alien. She brings rowers, <laughs> viewers on a road trip in search of definitive answers to some of the biggest questions about extraterrestrial life. What what qualifies her? She's, uh, she's singing to aliens and shit. They set up an EMF detector. Wow. Demi Lovato can spell EMF. Well, maybe that qualifies her. I don't know. So, <laughs> she asked the spirit known only as Carmen, have you seen anything like ETs here, UFOs, star people? And then, you know, the gadget flickers or whatever. De Demi Lovato says she has trauma, which is why she doesn't like men. How the fuck do you know that? Are you saying, Miss Lovato, that you talk to ghosts? She says, if I sing you a song, can my friends come back in the room? Oh, my God. So the guy's dead or the lady's dead or whatever. Let's say if there really is a ghost there. Demi fucking Lovato walks into your personal space that you're trying to just kind of spend the rest of your, uh, you know, existence in or the rest of your eternity or whatever until Earth blows up and you go to heaven or whatever, right? You're trying to enjoy your rest. Demi Lovato walks into your shit and starts singing. Oh, my God. That better not happen. That better not happen to me. Better not. If I go before you, Demi Lovato, you stay away from my shit. Whatever I'm haunting, okay? Because I will possess your ass and turn you into a normal person. <laughs> Demi Lovato, though, I'm not going to give you too much crap. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Because of you, I am provided with content. So this is also from VT. Demi Lovato's fucking weird, man. I like to call her Captain Pronoun, too. It pisses people off. Waitress said she was fired after receiving a $4,400 tip from generous customers. Why was she fired? Oh, my God. What did she work for? Walmart? An Arkansas waitress received a generous $4,400 tip only to be fired days later after a manager allegedly made her split it with other staff. No, you should not have to do that. That's her tip. I hate it when fucking places do that. You just split it with everybody else. Like, no, fuck you. This tip was for me, man. I would leave. <laughs> I would quit right there. Crazy. I, wow. Huh. Yeah, on December 6th, the waitress Ryan Brandt served a party of over 40 people in Bentonville's oven and tap. She was helped by just one other server. Uh, when it came to paying the bill, each diner chipped in with $100 to say thank you. Wow. That's amazing. And then her fucking boss... It says, you have to share it with everybody else. No, she got that tip, motherfucker. She's the one that waited the table, right? She's the one that did the work. Why should she have to share it with everybody else? The restaurant manager arranged to receive 20% of the money. 
That's how you work. For, that's how you know you work for a fucking crook right there. If they take any kind of percentage, have you ever seen when Gordon Ramsay? Go, I, 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 I've developed an obsession with uh, Gordon Ramsay shows, but anyway, yeah, it's kind of taken over Doctor Phil. But have you seen when Gordon Ramsay goes into a restaurant and the manager is taking a cut of the tips? Oh, he gets fucking pissed, and he should be. Twenty percent of the money—that's ridiculous. When real estate company owner Wise found out what had happened, he demanded the tip to be returned and then gave her 2200 shared directly. She was let go from the business. I can't believe it, man. Okay, so we're putting out a message out there. Don't work for Oven and Tap because the manager is a fucking crook. I can't believe it. Don't. I, I hate it when people do that. That's crazy. She did the work. She waited the table. She should keep the tip, right? I mean, if you want tips like that, if you want some badass tips, maybe you shouldn't hide in the back when a party of 40 shows up, you know, and actually do your fucking job. But anyway, I'm going to end this on some kind of lighthearted stuff, right? It is the Christmas week anyway, so let me give you something that'll warm the old heart balls. <laughs> Dwayne Judd, this is, let me give you something a little less fucking crazy in the news. Something we'll end on, a little bit warm and fluffy. And who does it come from? The Rock himself, Mr. Dwayne Johnson. He won a People's Champion Award and gives it away to a Make-A-Wish teenager. Look at that class act there. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson has proven once and for all that he truly is the People's Champion. I'll say by giving his People's Champion Award away. The Rock was presented with the prize by Jeff Bezos at the People's Choice Awards on Tuesday. But rather than keep it himself, the 49-year-old actor, he's 49, holy shit, called a Make-A-Wish teenager up to the stage and handed it over to her. The emotional moment began with Johnson thanking Bezos, who called his tequila-drinking buddy for the prize, before delivering a speech about its first-ever recipient, world heavyweight boxing champion, as you know, Mr. Muhammad Ali. Johnson, who's, I don't give a shit what he was wearing, who sported a crimson shirt and blah, 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 this is a heartwarming story, man. This is a beautiful thing he did. You want to talk about his fucking wardrobe? <laughs> See? This is why I started this podcast. The news, man. You can't make this shit up how weird they are. Seriously. Uh, that's cool, though. I mean, the professional wrestler turned actor paused before announcing there's somebody here tonight from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. She has no idea I'm doing this. Her name is Shoshana. Can you stand up? Shoshana stood up and gave her the award. That is really cool. Dwayne Johnson, you're a good man. That's awesome. Thank you for giving No Disclosure a good ending. Thank you for doing something just fucking badass. What a cool dude. Awesome, man. His achievements are legend. His work ethic is unparalleled. It transcends all demographics. He is impossible not to like and can sure put down a hell of a lot of pancakes if you saw on that one TikTok video. But even with all that, the thing that really stands out the most, he's kind. You see? Kindness is a choice, kids. What I admire most about Dwayne Johnson is his choice to show unwavering kindness to everyone around him. Known as one of the nicest guys, aside from Keanu Reeves. Can't beat him. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. <laughs> We're out of time. But again, Merry Christmas. Okay? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to your families. I hope you have a great one. Enjoy the company of your family. Enjoy the food. And I know that Christmas is a difficult time for a lot of people. Matter of fact, it's kind of a difficult one for me now. Going through, you know, some shit on Christmas. It's not easy for everybody. So think of, think of those people. And uh, I, I wish you guys the best to have, if you're traveling, safe travels, all that shit. Just have a Merry Christmas, okay? I know it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas to you, seriously. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 
Okay. Make sure to go to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things no disclosure related, all the social media links are there, as well as a link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from early access to shows, bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of shit. Even for as little as a dollar a month. Seriously, guys, go check it out. See if there's something on the tier list that kind of you know tickles your pickle and uh, will work something out. Join the Patreon. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The My phone's ringing. <laughs> I'm getting a phone call. See? Ringtone's Alice in Chains. You like that? Sorry sorry about that. I had to cut there. The Conkle Homestead YouTube channel. Uh, Donald, David, special shout out to the Curtis Rose Show YouTube channel. Thank you guys very much for keeping the show going. I really appreciate it. I will see you guys on the next one, okay? Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. Merry Christmas and be fancy. Cassie, I've been a good boy this year. Tell everybody. Say, Billy's been good. She said she's going to kill me. But you know what? I don't know. Bye, guys. No Disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. They're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year that I mentioned it's only 20 bucks a freaking year, and you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing.